Welcome to Adults Only Comedy Berlin. Today we have Neil Numb. Hi, how's it going? So good. So good to have you. Yeah, um, it's good. How am I? Yeah, episode fucking 99 and finally get one of the founders of the English stand-up scene in Berlin. <laughs> Fuck yeah. So what's your, yeah, do you want to, um, yeah, can you tell, like, how, how Cosmic started? Cosmic, before Cosmic, it was Fishbowl and then Bam House was kind of the, Fishbowl was the first back in the, back in the day when we like, it was like kind of, like we had, we had, I had Thursdays, like literally, this is how, how, how long ago it was, when it uh-huh. was like that, Caroline had Tuesdays, the Nose had Wednesdays and, and I had Thursdays and nobody was allowed to do shows on any of those nights at all like we used to have we used to have monthly meetings and like making sure that nobody was there no nobody could do shows what like anywhere else well, what do you on mean? the night on that night, on that night. Like, i literally had thursdays you had thursdays. i was i was i had thursdays caroline had tuesdays and the nose had wednesdays so and this was of... like but in one venue or no this was a uh, uh, different venues like, no we, we way were, like, and so the rules the rules at the beginning were we weren't allowed to do shows in an area that someone else was doing a show so you that's we, we, we where were, this like, mentality comes we were, from like okay. we kind of like yeah, we would just, and we used to have meetings, monthly meetings. So mm. We would all go just to make sure everyone was working together. And it was like there was like me, Caroline, Paul Salamone, uh, Drew Portnoy. Who else mm-hmm. is there? And it kind of yeah, uh, yeah. But all kinda, and, and the nose. So also Mark Beadle. No, it was, no, it was long before Mark Beadle. Ah, who the, was the nose? The nose. The nose is another one that's been passed along to from different from people. D- who run was it. who was the nose? Fuck, I can't remember. Like. I totally can't remember. <laughs> Okay, clearly they're not doing comedy anymore. Oh no, it was not Alex Zupatov and Alex Zupatov. Yeah, I think it was oh, Alex yeah. and that that right there, right. No shit. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And then there was a thing, then a thing happened where uh, where um, where uh, uh, Gamuz had stopped, and then and then Alex and or the, whoever was doing the nose, I think it, I think it was Alex at the time. And they'd asked if they could move the, to do the nose on a Tuesday while Gamuz was stopped, and then that was the beginning of the. And then it was just, and then that was the beginning of a free for all. It was just, and like, then the open market. Yeah, it was just like, and then once, once there was two shows on one night, then it was just, it just became, it, well, you know how it became, it just became absolutely insane. Like, yeah, when it was just like all the, all the kind of, all the kind of foundation rules that we put down were just completely ignored, and it was yeah. just like, and it's just like let's have the scene grow. Like, but, I guess yeah. if it can happen. Well, it can no, happen. it wasn't. We never owned it anyway. It was just like it, we didn't invent english comedy you know what i mean it was not. just it was just it happened to not be any in berlin at the time yeah it was gonna... oh that's wild okay yeah. and the first venue was the first venue for um cosmic no well at the time it was fishbowl it was Fishbowl's a nahe her on it was like one stop on the u5 like Shin- shilling Strasse, i think it was. okay yeah 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 it was like an old gdr um community center it was a fucking beautiful venue like oh. and we were in like the back room it was like an 80 seater and this was like because at the time there was no competition so yeah. like there was like and nobody was doing meetups no one was doing any of this stuff that now everyone's doing but yeah and i was the only one doing it, any of that stuff like i like when i started the, the meetup group berlin comedy and english meetup group i was the only one posting on it at the beginning so it was like yeah. at the start it was just no competition you've also got the group uh, international friends in berlin which is like 30 30k like, yeah yeah anyway. insane number of people i don't think these things actually work very well anymore like I agree. Kinda, it's kind of all about. It's just too saturated. You're, yeah, makes much more sense to just put on quality shows. Totally. This is the best market you can ever do. Is just to keep the standard of the shows up. Mm-hmm. The rest is the rest is just time consuming, or Facebook wants you to pay for it. Mm-hmm. But at long stage and the venue was called, and like we were in this really nice. It was a really nice back room. It held about set about eighty people, and it was That's like nice. And it was like, and we were rammed, and 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 and, 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 and 
and we were turning people away and the, the owner was like, Neil, why don't you move into the big room? And I was like, I just don't really like the big room. It's like, it's too concrete It's like, I like this little back room. And he's like, he was like, all right, cool. I've, I've, I've got an idea now, I've got an idea. And we, we went away and came back next week and he knocked the whole wall down and and, and extended the small room into the bar. He just oh, knocked the wall down. Wow. And I was just like, what the fuck have you done? <laughs> and he's like, I knocked the wall down for you. And then suddenly we had a 350-seater venue. It was Holy like, it was madness. Holy fuck, 350-seater. Yeah, and like right at the beginning, it was like, like it was like, it was like, yeah, it was fucking madness. And then I started Bam House Comedy Open Air down at Grishmula, which is mm-hmm. long, well, it used to be just long road from here. Yeah, it's the only time I've ever done a donation show like that. And then I've, and then I've, and then because like, everyone, like, by this, by this by the time we started Bamers, there was loads of other shows coming, the kind of, the free comedy show model had, had, mm-hmm. had it was whatever I Did the free, yeah, did the free, um, free entry show. Yeah, this is a really interesting history of the Berlin comedy scene. So, yeah. um, when, when it was all like you guys, um, kind of like a union, let's say, or like a. Oh, totally, like it, totally like it was. It was like, a, a yeah, comedy it was like, union. So, um, were all the shows ticketed at the start? At the start, yeah. It was everything all, was ticketed. Every, everyone was ticketed at the beginning. Like, we, like, we were, right at the beginning, like, we're talking 12 years ago now, we were, like, we were, it was 10 euros to get the fishbowl. Right at the beginning, it right was 10 Right at the beginning, euros. it was 10 euros. That's Beautiful. And we were getting, and like, but at Bam House is when we did Comedy Open Air, that's the only donation show I'd ever done. And mm-hmm. but at this point, the donation shows had, had kind of taken hold. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and but the guys at the venue were like, you ha- it has to be donations, you can't do tickets. And of course, it's something to do with tax and Facebook mm-hmm. and like, you know, the usual shit. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, cool. So I had the girls and the buckets, and I was just like, and they were like, should we get donations on the way out? And I'm like, nah, nah, fuck donations on the way out. Get them on the way in. Get the donations on the way in. Yeah. And the girls are standing with the buckets. And then at the show, like 350 people came to the show. It was mobbed, like oh, absolutely mental. We had a big bonfire afterwards in the middle of the grease mill. It was fucking great. Oh my God. And then the girls were like, right, uh, with the buckets. And I'm like, no, get donations on the way out as well. Like, yeah, absolutely. Get the donations on the way out. Double and dip that shit. And then I went to get the buckets and I just went, when I picked them up, I was like, ooh, oh, fuck, the fuck, they're really heavy, they're really heavy. Went to the office in Grishmill with David, the owner, and, uh, and I was like, you want to buy this change? He's like, yeah, we'll buy the change. And we and we tipped, and there was a big, massive wooden table in the middle of the office, and we tipped, tipped the buckets in the middle of the table, and it was 1,500 euros in the buckets. Oh, fuck yeah. <coughs> That's beautiful. <coughs> and I paid all the comedians 100 euros each and I had 900 euros in my pocket going. And I'm like, okay, this is a business. There's, there's a business here. There's a business. This yeah. is something. There's something here too. Oh my God. That Yeah, that reminds me. Like, no, um, I recently did Mon Bijou Theatre. Have you ever? Oh, beautiful. Like, what a venue. Oh, what a venue. It's like, uh, for people Amazing. listening, it's like, it's kind of like the Globe Theatre. Like what you imagine the Globe Theatre. <laughs> or like a, or like a Shakespeare's. Roman amphitheatre. It's, Ro- like, it's beautiful. Totally. Yeah. It's very Roman, very... Oh, I, I was so, good. so gutted when I saw comedy there. I was just like, I was like, I was like, like even know one of the girls who works here mm-hmm. had been for a meeting and like... Oh yeah, when <coughs> when Richie got it, I was just like, and he asked me, and then performing, and it was full, yeah, and it, like like oh. two hundred people plus, like it was but the it's like buzz right, right on the part, that corner is like so busy. There's like yeah, like I was I was I was I was like all right, I was. I was like a bit gutted. I was. Like, <laughs> I, I wanted to do Bam House comedy for there, there, and I, like I just like a one or two in last summer. Oh, I, and I was just like, I was like, ah, dear, there you go. It's I was a, beaten. It's a gold. It's, it's a gold night. Like, and the donations were insane. Yeah. And yeah, I did. Yeah, it was only they did one. I think they've done one in English. 
maybe, but mainly German. And I did, yeah, my be- it was my best ever German set. Yeah. It was just like, fuck, yes. Oh, uh, so the moment I suddenly got a pizza, I was like, it's just too perfect. Uh, right, right, right. There's like right. a pizza shop on site as well. I'm yes. like, it's like, it's like, it's like, it's too perfect. It's, it's too perfect for us. It's like that. Yeah, 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 exactly. With our, with, our, with our pizza habit. Yeah, I love the pizza at the comedy shows. But, oh, um, this is a terrible yeah. idea. Like, and, and, it's, like, it's great. Oh, the no, people it's a great come idea, for right? it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we, we spend 30,000 euros a year on pizza, you oh know? Oh, my God. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's like. So did you start that from did the uh, pizza at, was there pizza at Fishbowl? No, no, no. Pizza no. was it, it was actually Alex Yupatov's idea. Like it was like it? weirdly, weirdly, I was sitting having a beer with Alex, and uh, and he was talking about a show he did in Edinburgh Festival. And he's like, oh, it was dead, and it was weird because they were giving away free pizza. And as soon as he said it, I was like, oh my god, that is a fucking great idea. <laughs> and the more because I I I'd had a theory about carbohydrates and comedy, and if you could, <laughs> if you could, if you could. One like pizza, pizza. Pizza is an interesting tool because it breaks down social barriers. So that you, if you've got a room full of strangers, and you dump a pizza in the middle of them, even if nobody is talking, subconsciously things are happening. So the, so then after they've all finished the pizza, they the social barriers are then broken. Yeah. Because they've shared, they've they've broken bread together, and it's mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. so. I always had, a, had an idea that the the, the feeding everyone simultaneously. So the, and then and then I had a theory that that if if we could ride the sugar rush, so you so you've so you've so you feed them all pizza, you give them a shot to wash it down, mm-hmm. and then you wait 15 minutes for the sugar rush to start kicking in, so everyone has the carbohydrate high at the same time, and that's when you start the show. <laughs> I mean, like, like, this like, is brilliant, Theo. Yeah. I love this so much. Yeah. I mean, like me and Dara, like we spent months time getting the timing because we used to, because it started uh, Cosmic started at, at Minehouse MZ in the basement there. Uh, where? At Minehouse MZ. Oh, Minehouse, yeah, okay. So, and, and La Pausa Pizza was right next door, so we used to literally go in hand get the pizza, so we could we could choose what time we served the pizza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <coughs> That's why it's called Cosmic Comedy, is because the, the basement of Minehouse MZ is, is a... Called Cosmic Casbar is the. Oh. That's why it's Cosmic Comedy. Uh-huh. It was just like, it was like, it was just like we just, what, what we call it, and it just said comedy at Cosmic Casbar, and I was just like, oh, well, fucking, let's just do Cosmic Comedy. No shit. This or, is... I, think it, I think it was a joint, I can't remember who like this. There's, I think when I tell the story, I came up with the, the name Cosmic Comedy. When Dar tells the story, he came up with it. Of course. And, we, and neither of us correct each other because it's like we don't really know. So it's like, yeah, whatever, whatever. Who gives a fuck? I, I love the man. Who cares? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, I love hearing all this history. And I didn't really I like because Alex Upadov. I, I lived with him last year. For yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like three. I months. don't even think he knows that he gave me the idea. Yeah. It was just a. <laughs> Because as soon as it, it just a light bulb went off my head, I was like, "Oh my god, that is a fucking great idea!" Like, it is great, and it's like pizza's simple as well. So, and I, and I've I had always thought that I, I think there's like uh, like the carbohydrate high and like the getting that getting that high. Like I, I fucking swear it's true. Like it, like I, total, I, like, I think it's I think you're fucking dead on, and I think it's so smart. And like it, there's so many elements to it, right? But also the high. But um, me running dinner comedy, it's like. It can put the audience to sleep, you know. Like right, they have but this big but, fucking but dinner. Donna is a different. That's a different kit. It's like uh, it's too heavy. Like that's why it's pizza not is very smart. Pizza, pizza is a perfect one. Like yeah. the, the, oh. I, I don't know, uh, samosas would work too, but samosas would work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's something. It just needs to be. Yeah, but pizza is. It's pizza's perfect. A delivery tool for carbohydrates. It's like and and it's easy to it plates well. You, know, you can you can you can and, like, it, and it sits well too. But right? really, if we were if we were beginning. Cosmic again, we would not have pizza. <laughs> like, it's like, you we, 
<laughs> we could we could have we could have built it without the pizza, but and it's yeah, like you could, so you expensive. <laughs> like it's like yeah, and I mean like trying to get consistent because it's like it's there's lots that need to be consistent. Like the slices yeah. need to be consistent because yeah. it's like we have to serve it to everyone. It's a yeah, it's a it's a mission. But we're and we're, we're and experts at it now. And the mess as well. Like if there's a cleanup once there's food. There's yeah. a cleanup and uh, and, then, uh, just, and then there's a health and safety kind of element as well because when you're serving food like there's well yeah, but the, the, it's, it's a point. technically a buffet so it's not yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. we're and we're plating and it's also free we're not charging for pizza yeah so. yeah 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 true true but yeah it is it right. does it brings a whole added element to it but yeah i wonder i wonder what other food possibilities there could be i'm sure there's loads but yeah we, we yeah, yeah i haven't thought about it but i just don't think there's any more perfect than pizza for i it's just I, like, it's already, i completely it's already, it's i'm a, like what could a, i do that's different <laughs> but um yeah no it's fucking cool yeah, yeah so okay so so i'm just like tracing the so this guy knocked down the wall then you had a 350 seat oh it was like amazing and and no competition so there was just like <laughs> and we were charging 10 euros to get in it was just like and and 350 was, people could fit in how many would you get like yeah we'd be doing like 250 300 a show like it was just like yeah it was fucking madness like and because it was no other comedy it was like the whole thing was brand new so it was just like people were just like oh there's english comedy they hadn't known about it for it still blows my mind though how many people like i was saying this people um that every show there's i would say a comfortable 20 percent of the audience has never Oh, it's, yeah, the, the, to a comedy hook. show, English or otherwise, and it's just like every show we're getting these new people. It's just like the the audience potential in Europe is oh, insane. Yeah. Well, in Berlin, it's like it's, yeah. it's a tourist city. You know what I mean? It's like it's a, and, and and even and even it's not even the comedy scene isn't based on tourists at all because the because no. we're now getting into high season for comedy in Berlin, and it's like and all the tourists are leaving because it's winter. So it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. it's not. And it's like, not tourist based. We had an insane summer. It was like oh my so god, <laughs> like I made the most money. I've ever made in august you know yeah, yeah. like it, that's insane i was running four weekly shows and yeah. then like uh five month uh, yeah five i know months. i know about five weekly shows yeah 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 exactly I but like it was work, insane how many people were up for call. like i had really good it was really good shows yeah yeah, yeah oh, it was like, a great summer oh we had a yeah a ball it yeah you like guys great. are fucking pumping and yeah, the f- oh yeah, but even the whole coronavirus was just like the best thing that ever happened to us. Like it was like really the brilliant. Like how, how how was it the best thing? Well, the one getting a year off work. This was just amazing. Like uh, like, <laughs> it was like, it was like, a, like we will look back. Remember that time we all got a year off work. It's kind of like uh, it was um, like amazing. So we got a year off, and it was kind of it happened at just kind of the right time when Cosmic had we'd kind of got to the pinnacle of where we were going to get in, yeah. in Belushi's and like. And it was That's always right. kinda, it took me a little bit there because yeah, you guys left Belushi's kinda, and then went to It kind of always like we'd kind of reached where we could possibly go with them, and it yeah. was always the, at Belushi's it was always kind of the threat that a new manager was going to take over and that they were going to turn the room into something else. I know, I know about this 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 yeah. feeling, this threat. Oh yeah, no, there's, it's, it's, oh, I mean, there's this like old plant. There's like a the plans to make it an American diner. Anyway, sorry, yeah, yeah, this, yeah. Like, no, but none like, of my business with them. But like you know the yeah I, I okay so for the listeners um when. <laughs> When Cosmic, when when Neil and Dar left Belushi's, it was like, oh my god, there's this empty space. So um, Dragos, Chris, who were propaganda, uh, propaganda, and I, we contacted them, and then I got Shahak involved, which was a terrible mistake. And 
no. I'm gonna stop talking. And yeah. then, <laughs> no uh, comment. That was my my fault. Because any, yeah, anyway, basically, any, not not gonna talk shit about him. But um, but anyway, so we moved in there, and it was a bit like oh, standing on your toes. But at the same time, it's this venue that's just empty that's got oh, such capacity. It's, it's so lovely. Like, it's a great venue. So it's a great room for comedy. Like we like. It's a great room. We, that, that that made cosmic. Like I love the that, that room is amazing. Like I. Yeah, I yeah. Like, I've got nothing but I've got, and I've, I've accidentally found that venue, and it was the weird thing was because they, they were um, once once Nahel on Sturgeon was knocked was finished. So that got like knocked down. Like, yeah, why it, it, it completely demolished it. Oh, like it was just like, and so they, so when Nahel on Sturgeon was closing down, we were just looking for, mm-hmm. for I was just looking for another venue. At this point, I was I was working, I was doing it by myself with the another. And then, and then I was speaking to, there used to be a website called Anglo English or something. It was like one of these expat websites, yeah. event things. And I knew that, I knew the, the woman who, it's like a franchise, I can't, who cares? <laughs> and then, and then, but the woman who, the woman who was, she'd come to our shows and she'd like, we, I used to post all our events on the website. Mm-hmm. And, then, and, then, and she is, she just said to me, have you, do you know about, have you seen the room underneath Belushi's? And I was like, no. And she's like, oh, it's like, we did a staff party there. It's like, you should go and check out. And I, I think I weirdly I just walked in because like Bush's head office has been saying you need to make money out of that room, you need to use that room for something. Which yeah. But there's a noise issue in that building, so that there's an old lift shaft that goes up, so that so that so that they can't do live music, they can't do a nightclubs. It's like yeah. oh they get loads of problems with the police. Yeah. And I think I just happened to walk in on the same day that head office had been going. You need to use that room for something. You need yeah. to be making money out of that room. And I walked in and was like. I hear you've got a downstairs. Can I have a look? Uh, we want to do comedy, and I was, as soon as I walked in, I was like, "I'll take it." Like, yeah. I think our, our meeting was our meeting was like two minutes long. I was just like, I was like, I want it. Like, I want it. Yeah. And I'm like, and he's like, he's like, "What do you want to do?" I was like, "I'll oh, do Thursdays, weekly Thursdays." And I was like, "Can we do Fridays?" And he's like, "Yep, we do Fridays." And I was like. <gasps> Can we do Saturdays? He's like, yep, have Saturdays. I'm like, oh my God. A city centre venue in the middle of town. It's like, holds 130 people. It's just lying empty. It was like amazing. It was just like an overflow bar for the for the hostel. So they, they, they didn't even need to make money out of it. It was no. just there. It was just a... Yeah. But it was kind of, for us, it kind of, we'd... I was, I was there for, I don't know, eight years or something I was running I was like I had the whole place to myself for like yeah that place it was kind of just and, that, and this time me and Dara had kind of started working we started working together at BAM House and then it was kind of we were forming into a into a, into a good unit and then mm-hmm. uh, and we were just like and we'd kind of move from Mine House Amzi to we, uh, yeah we'd started Cosmic at Mine House Amzi I was still doing Belushi's on a Thursday and we started Cosmic at my nice MZ on a Monday, and then I was just like, it was just wasn't working out there. There mm. was just a weird bar system where you had to go upstairs to get drinks, and if you have to go upstairs and wait forty five minutes for a drink, you can't do comedy in that environment. So people are not spending money at the bar. Yeah. Then the bars going, why are people not spending money at the bar? And you're like, because it, it takes, takes forty five minutes to get a drink. Absolutely. And I'm just like, and then they were just kind of like, and I just said to them, it was just they were just they just weren't they just didn't get it. Yeah. And we were kind of we've got a policy. We just. We're not, if people just don't, are not 100% want to work with us, we just don't do it. We just, I'm like, exactly the we are, me and, me and Dara can do it ourselves. We don't need, we don't need anyone else. Like me, Dara and Steffi are, are a tight fucking team. And you want to, and you want to be like, uh, I don't want to work with anyone who doesn't want to work with me. I'm not going to yeah. fight for you to want me, like I want yeah. you to want me here. Yeah, absolutely. And so I just said to Dara, I'm like, look, let's, why don't we just move it to, to Bushies on a Monday? And then, so I, I said to him, can I have Mondays? I'm like, yep. And then, and then we started Mondays and then we were like, can we have Fridays? Yep. Thursday, that's so beautiful. And I was like, "Can we just have it all week?" And they were yeah. like, "Yeah." And I'm like, "All right, fucking brilliant." Fuck yes, fuck yes. But you know, and then and then and then kind of, but we'd kind 
that we'd kind of reached the like what we could do with. Like we were no, we weren't in charge of the bar, so we 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 had no control over the, like the toilets. You know what I mean? Just like stupid things that I that, totally that are part of the part of the package that yep. you want to get the to- you need to get the toilets right because toilets directly affect the bar takings. It's like this is just it's like simple stuff. Yep. You need the toilets need to be clean and work in with toilet because that affects how much money you make in the bar. Absolutely. Directly, there's a direct contract like the. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of, and then COVID happened, so that was I was shut down for a year, and it was like, which then freed up my time. I'd been kind of talking with Jono about Berlin Chili Festival, and I just had, didn't have time to do it. And then COVID just freed up my time. Oh, let's do just it. backtrack though. When did you start? You started Crazy Bastard? No, the Crazy Bastard's all Jono. That's all. That's all Jono. Okay. Yeah, okay. So that's nothing to do with me. You have nothing to do with that. No, no, it's just just a friend. It, 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 it was just friend. we were just good friends. And, and okay. okay. Jono had been on at me for years. He was like. Berlin needs a chili festival. You should do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was kind of the, and I was like, I, I was just so busy with Cosmic. I was just like, oh yeah, well, I'm like, I'm not really, I'm what, hot sauce. What are you talking about? And I was like, just as like, it's a stupid idea. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But COVID just freed up my time, and then I was yeah. I was selling chili plants out my kitchen window. Yeah, converted my living room into a grow up for chilies, and that's just to amuse myself while I was like while we were locked in the house. Yeah. And then, and then I kind of, and then I was delivering these chili plants around Berlin. I started a project called the Berlin Super Chili Project, and like, mm-hmm. so we were. The idea was to get people growing chilies. We would then take the, the fruit back, and we would make hot sauce with the fruit. We've mm-hmm. we did two additions, like we got, you know. And so, and then pe- I was as I was delivering chili plants around Berlin for the chili project. People were like, can you deliver me hot sauce as well? And I'm like, all right, cool. I'll, I may as well just get. I'll just deliver. Crazy bastard as well. So yeah. I was kind of going around delivering hot sauce and chili, chili plants, and then that was kind of the. And then I had all this free time, so I was like, "All right, look, cool, let's do the chili festival." Yeah, okay. And, I, and I'd heard, I'd heard, heard rumors of a few other people who were talking about launching the Bell and Chili Festival. So I was like, "Okay, I need to, I need to just get do it, it done." Like, and then, yeah. and then when we had that lull in September, mm-hmm. so the, on the first year we had the lull in September, and then. So we did, I was like, all right, we're just going to do the Chili Festival. We've got this month that we can do stuff. So, What do you mean by lull in September? Were you talking 2021 or 2020? Ra- yeah, right at the beginning of Corona, the first year of coronavirus. Ah, so 2020. Like, yeah. So we were shut down and then they tried to open. We opened like... For, brief, for like two weeks, we were allowed to do stuff with distance and a mask. So. Okay, yeah, we... I was like in 2020, I was like running shit that summer pretty hard. Yeah. But it wasn't like there were venues where you didn't have, yeah, if you were vaccinated, no, if you were tested, you didn't need to wear a mask. Yeah, yeah. No. It was all like, I, re- I, <laughs> I did a show on Thursday at this university campus, found this amazing venue, it's like 600 seater. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah, yeah, but like, I'm like, okay, slowly, slowly, incredible. But um, and they just they like filled the room for me. It was crazy. But there was someone in the audience that was like, I saw you like two years ago. You let me in the show even though I didn't have a test. And I was like, don't tell everybody. <laughs> <laughs> like I was very. Did you? I, did you I'm good. That's a good. That's a good joke. <laughs> but it's like I. Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> like, shut the pre- fuck up. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Grass. <laughs> Jesus. I wasn't that desperate for audience, was I? But um, but yeah, that whole time, like it's it's crazy to remember all of the all of the regulations that we were like. Do you remember checking people in at the desk? Oh fuck, it was fucking mental. Checking the test, checking the date, you know, checking their name, checking ID. Yeah, and then, then nobody checking us. <laughs> we just like we were just right? like we were just left to do it and, exactly like, with a threat of a massive fine. Yeah, it was a pandemonium. It was like and then with the mask and the distancing inside, it was like. 
Right. But you know, but we were, but, but we, we, were, we were open. So yeah, we were doing like we it. We were open. We were fucking doing it. But yeah, so there was but, a lull. You said there was a lull. So well, just at that, the September where we would. Oh, we would the do. September where it was like, will we, won't we? Is there another yeah, lockdown yeah, coming? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, then, and then, yeah, and then there was a lockdown coming. And but that so, was the worst. So, the, so, the, so, I, so I did, a, so I did a chili fest then. We just did the first one then, but that's also when. We did the Berlin New Stand Up Awards. Yes. And I and I went I walked backstage at the Berlin New Stand Up Awards and I overheard Caroline and Kat talking about and they just went, Oh, the cucumber is up for sale and I just overheard them say it and I was like, Oh my god, like, oh my god, what the fuck is happening? And I went straight outside and phoned Dar and went, phone the cucumber now, phone them right now. Yeah. I was like, the cucumber is up for sale. Yeah. And Dar phoned, and then the next day we went for a meeting, and he was, and Sanjay was just like, "I want to sell you the cucumber," and we we're like, "We uh, want, we want to buy it." And it was just like, "What the fuck is happening?" Oh, Ooh. check out that ringtone. Sorry. No, it's all good. It's all good. Um, people want people looking for tickets for tonight, bro. Nice. Where's my tickets? Where's my tickets? Where's my tickets? Where's my tickets? Oh, tickets, tickets. Um, that's so beautiful. So you just overheard, and then it was like, "All right." And but, but act, da, act, act. Da, da, oh, what was going on? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Ringing Technology. Him, um. So yeah, you just got straight onto it, and then and then yeah, and like, even like, even even our me and Dad talking, it was just like it was just the universe just collided. It was just like, and then suddenly we had this opportunity, to, and we were both just like, it doesn't matter what it takes we have to take this because yeah. we were like it's never going to happen again we're a, a venue in exactly the right area we wanted it it's ever it's never going to happen ever again it was like this is a the universe has just has conspired to this point and we have to do it absolutely and we were and for once it was for once it was dar who was who was driving the, the mad idea i was like because it was just it was the middle of lockdown it was like it was the worst time to ever buy a business yeah but we, also kind of the best like all right well we, we, yeah it was yeah, cheap, yeah. <laughs> exactly. got it cheap. It's like no well, one knew not, what the future held yeah. and uh and gastronomy it was like or you know so the cook uh <coughs> you call it the cooker bar you could say it like in australian what is going on? It's... <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> Jesus fucking <laughs> And your phone's just not responding. I can't even turn the volume down. It's like, just like, I don't know what. That's quite... Oh, there we go. Um... <laughs> No, it's totally fine. Oh, um, humans want to speak to me. Like, what the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? Um, so uh, buying the business, yeah, and yeah. then um, yeah, like buying a, a, a yeah, because I, I remember hearing that you guys were negotiating or buying it, and it was like, whoa! Oh, that's what I want to say. You you call it Kookaburra or Kookaburra? Wow. Never really thought about it. You know, say it. Kookaburra. Kookaburra. You say it like an Australian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's going on? Why is this person phoning me 20 times? I really want a ticket. Just like send me a text message. I know. It's just like so rude. It's like like when people send voice text. You you feel the same way? I I, I refuse to listen to that. (laughs) I'm messing back going, no, sorry. I refuse to be forced to listen to your voice. Right. But I don't want to. It's just so rude because you can't multitask. When you're listening to a voice message, like you can a little bit, but you you know if if someone puts detailed information, you have to listen back if you missed uh, it. Oh, frustrating! Like like uh, I used to do Daniel Ryan Spalding's merch, and he like mm-hmm. he used to send me like 
voice, a really long voice message I about about. Um, can you do this? Can you change this and this? And I'm like, and then I'm there. Dick, they really want to speak to they me. Really and I to really want to hang up on them as many as often as possible just because they're phoning so often. Yeah, it's like, get Take the, the fucking hint, man. You know yeah, what, I mean? what the fuck? It's, a, like, it's like when your doorbell rings. It's a, it's an invitation to open the door. It's, you don't have to. You don't have like, to, absolutely. Like, it's like when people get so pissed off now because you don't, they're not getting a response in two minutes. It's just like, piss what off. What the fuck? Sorry. Chill out. No, no. Voice text. Oh, voice text. I'll, I'll literally reply in a text te- going, I am sorry, I refuse to listen. I'm not like, listening to your voice text. Like there are occasions when I'm like, yeah, like I'm like, hey, can I, I'll, I'll, I'll text people be like, hey, can I send you a voice message to like, you know. Like, <laughs> send like, a text to ask know, if you I, can I, send I, Yeah, because I'm like, this is complicated and it's emotional. So can I just, I'll just, can I, can I send you a voice message? And they'll be like, yeah, sure. And then, or if it's like someone, yeah. like a good friend from, you know, back home home and it's like a way to sort of catch up then it's like you know you send a you but send like five three minute there, voice there are definitely definitely a then then, then it's exceptions good. to the rule but otherwise fucking get fucked like yeah like absolutely. write a text put the information down do not make me stop everything and listen to your fucking voice yes yeah, yeah preach i usually uh, for, for me it's it's i get 100 calls a day and it's just all about where's my tickets and just like pfft. so people call you about Really? Constantly, like from yeah. like seven a.m. they start. Like people, but like where me. am I? Like, but where? Like, don't they get their tickets when they book? And it's just like a easy peasy email. Yeah. Well, I have to manually send the tickets through our system. So. Oh yeah. yeah? Oh. Okay. So I have to confirm it, you know, check everything, and then. And then post send, send tickets. So you've got your own ticketing system. Absolutely. I fucking hate Eventbrite. Like, I literally built a ticket system because we didn't have to use Eventbrite. No shit. Oh, I detest them. It's a parasitic business model. It's, I hate them. Like, I really hate them. Well, we, we're, <laughs> well, no, but they, they can't do their job unless you do it for you. It's like, it's, yeah. it's like there, there was a period where there was like six months of payouts. Like, like f- sorry, four months. They didn't pay any of my... Pay yeah. me out for four months, and I was like, "What's going on here?" And I looked, and I was like, four like, like, like I wasn't making that much money off it, but it was still like, you know, like hundreds yeah. of euro." And I was like, "What the fuck are they doing?" I yeah. had to email them, like, "You're holding my money? What four months? <laughs> yeah, that's wild." Oh, when we were at Utrecht Comedy Festival, there was like we went down on the on the the day before, and it was like a kind of like a promoters conference for everyone. Which festival was this? Utrecht Comedy Festival. Ah, uh, Utrecht. Europe, okay, Amsterdam, mm-hmm. and then have. And it was like a promoters conference today. That all the like all the promoters from Europe were all there. So me and Dar were there terrorizing everyone with clothes pegs. And then uh, <laughs> uh, we had a right laugh. But but they won a guy from Eventbrite was up on doing a doing a doing this big presentation about how how they they are partners with the promoters and how it's a this team fucking thing. And I was just I did like Dar had to kick me. I was just like I'm gonna tell him to fuck off. Like like it's just nonsense it's just like literally they can't do their job unless you send them the customers so yeah, so yeah. you do you you by you putting the link to your tickets you're doing their job for you like yeah, you're yeah. doing the job for them they're not doing anything and then they're charging them astronomical fucking fees to do it so the fees and even and, nice. e- and even if they're passing the fees on to the customers they're, they're ripping off your customers yeah. right? like for me it's just absolutely no chance yeah and i always do now when when because ticket companies phone us all the time asking Oh, we want to partner with you, and it's just I'm like, it's just not a partnership. Don't don't yeah. like tell it for what it is. Like, you know, and then I always go right. Listen, I tell you what, I'll give you twenty tickets for every show, and if you sell those twenty tickets to every show, then we'll talk about you doing all the tickets. And they're like, oh, it doesn't work like that. And I'm like, exactly. exactly. You can't fucking do it. Yeah. You can't sell my tickets unless I do it for you. Yeah. 
and you're just you're yeah i'm doing the work and you're yeah. not doing anything you're not you're, it's no support whatsoever that said, not uh, not anyway. to not to challenge any of your experience, but more like I do have a lot of um, guests who say that they found my event through Eventbrite. Uh, maybe maybe Eventbrite's not because we we also sell tickets on Eventbrite. I'm not, they're yeah. not they're not completely. Yeah. And and yeah, but but they're but they're always they're always building their database. You know what I mean? So yes. So, so so yeah, people do we do sell some tickets through Eventbrite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we would never not have them on there, but just. No. Well, for for me, it was all about I wanted to do our own. Yeah, yeah, I think that's great. Like it was I, really easy as well. It's just it's a bit of work, but it's like a bit of work. Yeah, I was um yeah I was looking into eventually when I'm I'm touring more with just my solo stuff, then uh, I'll be using like some kind of directly through my website. Yeah, you know, um, ticketing thing. But uh, at the moment, it's it's, it's okay. It's yeah. okay. Eventbrite's okay. But um okay, so then yeah, and then. Kookaburra, you get Kookaburra yeah. and you fucking have your own full comedy club. Oh, it's like yeah, I just I'd always loved the building. Like I'd always really like when we were going down because at the beginning we offered English comedy to Kookaburra right oh, yeah. at the start. Like they we, only did German, right? They were just doing German comedy and like we, me, like me, Paul Salomon, they they gave us like the downstairs. There's a second theater downstairs. That's right. The t- second theater downstairs, so they they gave us a small theater. And I think Cookerbird just missed the boat on English comedy. They just did. Yeah. I think his 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 opinion was this is a German comedy club. It'll always be a German comedy club, even though it's called Cookerbird. Uh, <laughs> if, if English comedy was kind of, I think they just saw it as kind of a fad that was going to pass. They just didn't see how much it was mm. going to. And, and I think they just missed the boat on it. Like they just yeah. they, they they just kept on doing their German comedy shows, and it was dwindling, dwindling. Yeah. And I think COVID was just the last. It was just the, the last. last straw, and it was kind of they just they just wanted out. And yeah. wow, and we wanted in, so it was just like the universe just conspired to like it was yeah, it was amazing. And, the, and then the team we've built here is just like oh, everyone's like, everyone loves working there though. Like we've got competitions about who can make the most tips and like fuck yeah. And like Ruben, Ruben, like the the bar staff are they're, they're doing one hundred and thirty euros a night on tips. You know, fuck what I mean? it's yeah. like it's like proper. Fuck and like yeah. we've we've got a, an ongoing competition to who can get the most. So it's like constantly. Oh, and yeah, and uh, like because we're all about the science of it all, you know. We were like, we're we're breaking social barriers. That's our, that's mm-hmm. our job. Our job is to gel the audience as one before the show starts, and like yeah, and we do lots of tricks to to do it. Like and most of most of it's just instantly out. Like because when you walk into Cosmic. It's that me and Darmanda are on the door. It's, yeah. me, it's us that meet you. I think every, that's really important. Like I yeah. always do the door. Everyone knows. Everyone knows you. You've, and then when you go on stage, they're like, "Oh, that's the probably we know them already." And you've already had like a little bit of banter. Yeah. And you've already set the. I feel like working the door is so important to set the oh, vibe. Absolutely. A, immediate atmosphere. You know, um, creation. Like they they know how this is gonna feel. Yeah. You know. Well, the the, the, it's the, the first when they open the door, the first. That is the first thing that you need to have the right people on door. Like all our staff are like, like they're amazing. They just get it. They get the hustle. Yeah, yeah. they get it. We're just like everyone's like the the more the more they they relax, the easier our job is on stage. And it's like totally. the, and the better the night is, and and because they're, they're talking to people beside them, and everyone's just like. And we like pay a lot of attention, like when people come by themselves. So a, mm-hmm. a single woman who comes to, like we will we will, a. a Look after them. We'll sit them totally. down. Totally. Do you if you, if uh, someone else who's by themselves comes, will we bring them to you? And she's like, oh yeah. And then we'll yes. then we'll we'll pair them up with nice people. 
I've done that. I I I I was sort of held responsible by a, a couple that met because I sat them next to each other, uh, <laughs> and they yeah. met and they became boyfriend and girlfriend. And I was yeah. like, wow. Um, but yeah, like making people feel comfortable is, and I think, um, yeah. I'm not sure how much other people think about this, but it's just, it's so important. Like that's what yeah. comedy is about. It's about bringing people together. It's about community. Yeah. It's about having a good time. And so. Uh, me, and, me and Dar, we both come from nightclubs. So I'm both the same age. We've come from nightclubs. And we were like, mm-hmm. we were, we were, we both came through nightclubs in the nineties, the rave yeah. scene. So like we were running. And I, I, I had to go over, I had to go over a, a nightclub in Scotland. And if, and I took them from 16 grand a week to 34 grand a week in six months. And the first thing I did was, was completely changed just the 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 policy of a, of this club now is that girls by themselves feel safe that is our policy mm-hmm. and everything else stems from that so yeah so that so that our security are approachable the management's approachable everyone knows mm-hmm. and then that and sorting the toilets out getting the toilets perfect getting the and i was like because when i took over i was like the to the owners i'm like the toilets need to be fixed yeah and they're like, what do you mean? Like, it's a nightclub toilets. And I'm like, the toilet. If, if you get the toilets nice, you will double the bar. You'll double the sales <laughs> in the bar. And like, it's like, for me, it's obvious. Like, because yeah. if people are queuing to go for a pee, they're not drinking at the bar. It's Absolutely. like the whole thing, like, it's a knock on effect. Absolutely. And they were just like, what are you talking about? And they, and they fixed the toilets. And, and, and then six months, I doubled the two, two from 16 grand a week to 34 grand a week in six months. That's amazing. Yeah, just that like, is beautiful. And then, and then, and then, if, then they were. I was I was maybe on five percent of the profits in there, and I went in for bonus day. Like, I, and in my head, I was like, it was like, a, like, a, it was like a, in the movies. In my head, I thought I was going to get this envelope of money. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy said, and the guy just went, "You're not getting your bonus." And I was like, "What the fuck?" What? And then I was like, "Right, I'm going to take my team, and we're going to go and work for that nightclub that I just destroyed for you. I'm going to, we're going to go and work there, and I'm going to, I'm covered. I'm going to, like, we're going, I'm going to work for them." And the guy, and went, the guy went, eh, we'll pay for a ticket anywhere you want to go in the world as long as you leave this week. And I was at Australia. And, and then they drove me up to the travel agents. And two days later, I was on a plane to Australia. <laughs> I was like, Nicely done. Uh, yeah, with two, I had 200 pounds in my brown paper envelope. They thought uh, the, the customs thought I was smuggling drugs. <laughs> I, I had like two boxes of records and a set of headphones and 200 pounds in a brown paper envelope. That's what you, ha- you went to Australia no, no, yeah, I had none. I, like, I just jumped. I was, I sobered up in Australia because like, as soon as I had the ticket, I just got drunk with my friends, and that was like. And then they drove me to the airport, <laughs> <coughs> and I sobered up in Australia. It took me two and a half hours to get through Melbourne Airport. I like two uh, and a half hours. Why? Uh, full body cavity search. I got like strip search. I got there like because because I was just because I had two boxes of records and a brown paper envelope full of money. That was all of your luggage and I had no credit cards and they just like they were just I just looked suspicious. I just I just got red flagged in, in Absolutely. Scotland. Absolutely. And then when I arrived in Melbourne Airport, like thirty customs guys jumped out and grabbed me, what? and dragged me through the back, and they were just like, "We've, you know, we know you've got you, we know you've got drugs." And I'm like, "I don't have any drugs, mate." I'm like, and I t- tried to explain the story. I was like, "Look, I never paid for the ticket. I'm accidentally in Australia." Like, he's like, "How long are you plan on staying?" I was like, "I don't give a fuck." Like, he's like, "He's like, you've got two hundred pounds." He's like, "He's like, you're not going to last two weeks." And I was like, "Well, I don't care. I've like, a, it's like a, it's free alcohol on the plane all the way home." Like. I, like <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> and I was just like, I'd act, tight logic. I like I accidentally got a ticket, like like, and I'm just like, and they just like they were like, and did the full body cap fingers up my bum, the fucking the works, and then uh, and then and then, 
And I was just like, in the end, I was just, and they had all my records out, and they were swabbing my records, and I'm like looking at my records, going, "Oh my god, there might be cocaine oh, yeah. on those records. Like, there might be cocaine." Like, on of, like of course, like you and went then, to a uh, nightclub, then, Jesus. And then, and then I've, and I was like, "Look, dude, either stamp my passport or send me home. It is free beer all the way home." And I'll get to back to Scotland in two days' time, and I'll have the best story about going to Australia to get drunk and not being allowed in. Like it's like I don't give a shit. Like yeah, whatever. Stamp my passport or fuck off. Yeah. And they stamp my passport, and that was it. And then he, then he, then he, and then he, and he, was, he started to help me put my records back. And I was like, do not ever touch my records ever again. And I saw I got my record, got my records, started put them on the trolley, and off I went out to. And and but at this point, I'd sobered up. And, uh, and then what the fuck did you do in Australia? And the, the maddest, the maddest feeling I'd ever had in my life was when, I, when the doors to Melbourne Airport and that morning sun just hit me, and it was just like Australia. And it was just like, oh, oh, God, thank, th- thankful that's over. And then, and then the realization that I'm accidentally in Australia, just like, oh my God, <laughs> oh my God, what the fuck am I doing in Australia? I'm like, I'm accidentally in Australia. That's and so I was like, and I only had two hundred pounds, so I was like, to the, to the, so I went to the information desk, and went right, listen. I need to jet lag's my first problem. I need to get rid of the jet lag because I need to hustle. I've got, I've literally got no time. I've got a limited. I need to hustle. I need to get fucking moving. And she was like, "Okay, well, the airport hotel. It's like." And I was like, "What? Start at the other end of that book. Just like, let's go to the." Yeah. And she was like, "Hotel backpack. It's ten dollars a night." And I'm like, "And they pick you up from the airport." And I'm like, "That's the one for me." Yeah. And then we were sitting. I was sitting at a at a desk, and then the guy from hotel backpack came. And then the girl was, oh, he's one of yours, he's one of yours. And I was like, all right, mate, how you doing? And he's just, and he was like, he's like, hey, do you want some breakfast? He's like, we have to wait for another hour for another flight. I've got a staff breakfast. Do you want to come in the staff bit and we'll have breakfast? And I'm like, oh, fucking sweet. And he's like, all right, put your, put your records, put your, your trolley behind the, the information desk. So the woman buzzed us in back to the, behind the security desk. And he just looked at my record box and went, what's in the boxes, mate? And I was like, oh, I'm a DJ. And he's like, oh, oh, we need a DJ in the hostel. And I was like, oh, do you know? And I was like, do you know? <laughs> <laughs> and so we went down to, the, we went down to, the, down to the, the airport, the staff lounge in the airport. I'm like, through security and, and backstage at the airport, just like, what? Like, what but like two, two, two hours earlier, I was like being detained with fingers on my bum and now I'm having breakfast in the staff room. It was like fucking nuts. That's crazy. And then, and then so I, and I told him the whole story about accidentally coming to Australia and he was just pissing himself laughing <laughs> and he was like oh well he's like Rob at the Rob's the bar manager you need to speak to Rob when you get in so like so we anyway in the, in the bus away at the hostel I didn't even check in like I didn't even check in I just walked in with two boxes of records my headphones around my neck and just walked up the counter I was like I'm here to see Rob I'm the new GG <laughs> oh wow and then, and then reception phoned Rob and went and they, and they were like, who did it? He's like, he says he's the new DJ. And Rob's like, well, you better send him down then. Oh, I, my God. I went down in the lift to the, to the basement of Hotel Backpack and walked in and Rob's just like, who the fuck are you? And, <laughs> and, I, and, I, and he's like, do I be here? And I'm like, aye. And I told him the whole story and he was just pissing himself laughing going, you're a fucking nuts accidentally coming to Australia. Yeah. He thought it was the funniest thing ever. He was like, dude, start on Friday, man. And then give me a voucher, there's your accommodation. Sorted, like, free accommodation. What the Free fuck? beer in the bar, free, like, literally just off the plane. I was just like, all right, cool. I can do this. Fuck yeah, you get And then uh, six months later, we were making two and a half grand a week cash each, backpacking around, around Australia. Oh well, uh, it was, uh, running just DJing, me and my pal, Pete the Beat. We were like, then we, Pete we, the Beat? Pete the Beat, yeah. Oh my God, classic. And then yeah. our visas were run out, so I'd have, we've, uh, I had like one week left on my visa and you always have to have an onward flight yeah 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 and then uh, so I legit had one week before my flight was up and then uh, and and the thing you get, if you go to fly to New Zealand you get an automatic six months if you yeah. uh, a British passport so yeah, yeah. so I just told them I had a return ticket to Melbourne and then Melbourne to 
Scotland. Mm-hmm. And when I got to New Zealand, I just went, oh yeah, I'm just here to I'm DJing my brother's birthday party and then and then I'm, I'm I'm away in a week. So and then I'm flying back to Scotland. And they're like, cool, stamp passport, burn the return ticket. <laughs> we're like, we ain't never yeah. going home, man. <laughs> and, uh, and then we started a club called Wobble in Auckland. It was like, yeah. You started a club in Auckland, Auckland called, called Wobble. Wobble. Yeah. yeah, it was the biggest recovery club in New Zealand at the time. No so, shit. Yeah, what year was this? This was uh, 1990. No, 2000, uh, 2001 it was. Like. I was going to say 1990. No. I was like, what? Yeah, sorry, 1870. <laughs> you fucking <laughs> it, was a, it, was a, it was a cowboy and western thing. Uh, but, uh, no, no. Yeah, this is, yeah, because I've digged in, in, in Melbourne in the, in the millennium on the roof of the hotel. Fucking great party. Fuck. I was like pissing my rain all night in the, the rooftop party. The guys are just, oh, the, sorry lads, the party's cancelled. And me and Pete are just like, no, it's not. No. And we just like, we, it was just me and Pete by ourselves on the roof of the hotel with all these like oil drums full of beers. And we were just sitting drink, drinking. I had deep, Pete would DJ and I'd be dancing. And then we'd just take turns, just me and him oh. for the millennium, overlooking Melbourne and the fireworks. Just, Fuck yeah. just the pain of us, it was fucking right. I was there. Oh, and actually, I was there in two thousand and one yeah. for the the Y two K. And then uh, yeah, and then and then and then Auckland. And we kind of there was a club called Sinners at the time in Auckland. And Pete had arrived like a week before me, and like he had sorted out free accommodation. We we had it down. We knew exactly what we were doing. How wow. to get free accommodation. And uh, so Pete had, and I arrived a week later, and I was like to Pete, like where's the where's the niche market? And Pete's like Sunday recovery. We we're doing recovery club on a Sunday. Fuck yeah! And the, the biggest, the biggest club at the time in in Auckland was a place called Sinners on mm. K Road. Okay. And uh, and we were up there for a meeting. We had all our promo packs, all our flyers from Australia. And we were just like, "Yep, yeah, we're here. We want to do Recovery Sundays." And they just went, "Who the fuck do you guys think you are?" And they were just like, "Auckland is run by Auckland DJs. Fuck off." Kicked us out of the meeting, and me and Pete about hundred yards down the street, we just looked. I just looked at Pete at the same time. We went, "Let's fucking destroy them!" Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. And then on our on our way down back to the hostel, there was a like. We walked past this club called Ministry, and and it, uh, and it, and it was it had no signs, and it was just it just looked like a nightclub door, and it, the door was like wedged open, so we like we just went in and upstairs, and then there was two guys painting the ceiling, a guy Jody and what's what's that? I can't remember his name. Anyway, it doesn't matter. And uh, we just like sat down with them, and we were like, look, and they were like, we've got six weeks till we open. And we were like, right, we want to do weekly Sundays starting at seven a.m. And they were like, uh, and the only policy is nice people only. Yeah. And they were like, we fucking love the idea. Let's do it. And then, and then we spent six weeks. I was like, I had to always travel with. I had the laminator in my bag. Like we were, so we were just laminating, making up fucking. Always travel with a laminator. Always <coughs> travel with a laminator. What the fuck? Well, no, if you're running, if you're if you're hustling and running clubs, a laminator is really handy for because you can do membership cards. You can do yeah, loads, yeah, you yeah. can do loads of stuff. With it. So you've got physical. So we would laminate all these membership cards and we were like, just, and we just spent six weeks going around every party and just going to all the clubs going, listen, do us a favour. Uh, we, we're, we're here from, we're doing this club called Wobble. Uh, it Wobble, it's a different kind of movement. Oh, it's, the, uh, it's the best tagline oh my I've God, ever come up with. It's very like, good. <laughs> it's, the be- it's, the, it's the best tagline I've ever come up with. And, uh, yeah, because at first it was called Tits Up, Rest is Best. Oh, no. And we got loads of, we got loads of hassle from Pushback, the... Pushback, yeah. Got loads of hassle from the... So then we changed the name to Two Puppies Fighting in a Sack. And Two then, Puppies Fighting in a Sack. <laughs> and, then, and then from there it was Wobble. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I like, feel like Wobble's, yeah. The yeah, Wobble's, Wobble's, Wobble's. Yeah, yeah. And then, aye, and so, they've, so they've, we spent six weeks just going around every party with membership cards going, here, listen, you remember, you can bring your you can bring guests in with your membership cards, but do us a favour, don't tell everyone. This is just a private, nice people only. And the first thing they did was tell everyone. Yeah. And we launched Wobble at Ministry uh, uh, by quarter past seven there was 
three and a half thousand people in the building. Oh, sorry, there was eight hundred people in the building and three and a half thousand people queued all the way around. What? And, we like, and it was like one in, one out for like sometimes like twenty four hours. We were just like poof, fucking madness, like madness, like oh, with backpacker backpacker visas. It was oh fucking, my god! Like making fucking like wad like we we like we used to go and play crazy golf. I like crazy golf. Pr- crazy golf, you know, like pop, pop, mini golf, golf mini uh, golf, yeah. Uh, uh, uh. I like that it's called you call it crazy golf. Crazy golf. That's crazy <laughs> golf. <great. laughs> we used to go and buy like a, a 30 year old Macallan whiskey and, I, uh-huh. and we would play $50 a hole at crazy, at, at, uh, at crazy. Mini golf. Yeah, crazy Me and Pete the Beat. Yeah, fucking nuts. Like. Oh my God. Just, like, just said that we would, and I, I made a, we, made a, we made a pact uh, that you weren't a lot, you had to spend every penny on partying. We were, you were not allowed to go home with any money. <laughs> <laughs> Oh wow! I, I I don't know how much I spent in that in those two years, but it was there was like it was hundreds of thousands of like, yeah. And when I got home, I had forty seven cents in my pocket when I arrived home. <laughs> I had to phone mom to get her pick up. No, I had forty seven cents in my pocket. Holy shit! What a time! We, we spent hundreds of that, and it was like it was it was a ma- it was a fucking mental. But so how long how long were you in Auckland for? Not for about a year, for about just over a year and a half, I think it was. All like, right, I didn't know you spent time in NZ. Yeah, yeah. And how long were you in Melbourne for? About a year, I had a year visa for Melbourne, so. And, and so you were allowed to work, or were you doing all? No, of fuck, that? I was a backpacking. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, so it was all just cash. But we, like, we were like, we'd be, we were staying in the in the hostel, and like, and if and everyone would be there making their beans on toast, and Pete was a professional chef, that was mm-hmm. his real job. And we'd have we had the fucking the tablecloth and the tables with the candles and like cooking steaks, fucking like with the bottles of wine, just like Fuck fucking yeah. go, getting free accommodation in the hostel. Oh, it's like, yeah. and we were just sitting there going, backpacking's fucking easy, yeah. <laughs> like, and just like, right, funny as fuck. Like, that's yeah. amazing, amazing. Yeah. I um, so I wear odd socks. I mean, I've bet with Pete about who could wear odd socks the longest. Oh really? Yeah. And you, they're still doing it. Where? Where's Pete? No, uh, uh, Pete's dead. Pete's dead. Uh, sadly, Pete is no longer. No longer. Oh, I'm sorry. He's in another dimension. Yeah. yeah, no, he did. Like, he, 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 he always said when we were hanging out, when we were partying, he always said that he was, he was like, I'm not doing 41, Neil. I'm not doing 41. I'm not doing it. He goes, I'm doing everything, and then I'm not doing 41. And then he chose not to. Like, and I've got, and I've got nothing but absolute, like, as as sad as I, like, he's my, with my brother. Yeah. Because at the time I was like, yeah, fuck, I'm, I'm not doing 41 either. And I was just like, and he was deadly serious. Like, <laughs> like, uh. and, I, and I've, and I've got to. Uh, touche like I'm like, like you know as, as as horrible as much as I hate it and he's my I fucking miss him every day yeah. he's my fucking brother I've got to respect it like I've got to I've got to go like he said it and he stuck to his word yeah uh, wow and they flew, I did 20 minutes comedy at the funeral like uh, they flew me to Australia and I did 20 minutes comedy at the funeral. so he's so he, um he you met him in, uh, he's, in he Melbourne. was from South London and then I met him I met him I met him at, at the you know the giant sheep between Sydney and Melbourne the giant yeah it's a, I there's guess. like a, a truck stop fucking Australians and they're fucking the big pineapple giant yeah. sheep and then I would stop to the bus and I was coming back to Melbourne for I had this rave I was DJing it in Melbourne I'd, be, I'd been up to Sydney to visit my pal Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and, uh, like I'd, I'd, I'd no fucking money, so and I just went. I just so, when I loaded my records in the bus, I just turned around somebody else. He was some Pete was loading his records in the bus, so okay. I just kind of clocked that he had records with him. So when we stopped at the halfway point, I just went up and how you doing? I'm Neil Numb, and he's like I'm Pete the Beat, and uh, we sat at a chat about partying and music, and I was like, look, I'm I'm I've got a gig on Friday in Melbourne. Let me ask, give me a number, and if if I hear of anything, I'll give you a phone, and if you yeah. hear of anything, you give me a phone. Yeah. And then uh, it was like cool, shook hands, fucking see you later. That was, the, and then and then off. Uh, we got back to Melbourne and we went, we went our separate ways. 
And then my gig fell through on the Friday and I literally had no money. I had no money. I couldn't afford to stay in the hostel another night. I was just like, oh, my. I hadn't eaten for two days. It was like, the gig fell through because I thought, uh, okay, as long as I get to Friday, I'm going to get paid in cash at the gig. Yeah, it's yeah, all going to yeah, be fine. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so I got back to the hostel, not enough money to fucking stay. Like, live in a, no, I hadn't eaten for two days. And then I was just like, fuck. And I was, and I went outside and I was like, can go and someone give me a cigarette? And someone give me a cigarette. And I just had a cigarette and I'm like, I've, I'm fucked. But I've got a return ticket, so I can I can get out of this. Like, yeah, yeah. there's a free bus to the airport. I can get on that bus, yeah. and I can and I, and I can get fed at the airport. I'm gonna get food. Yeah. And I was just like, there is no fucking way on this earth I am getting on that bus. I'm not fucking getting on that bus. Yeah. I'm never. And as soon as I was like, no fucking way. Mm-hmm. This guy just hands me a flyer, and he, I was like, "I was like, what? I was like, hear me, what's this?" He's like, "Oh, it's a nightclub on Franklin Street." And I'm like, "What?" The, I was like, "Ah, oh, Franklin Street." Yeah. I was like, "There's not a nightclub on Franklin Street." He's like, "No, it's a vegetarian restaurant during the day, and it's a nightclub at night." And I'm like, "I just got straight up, I went straight round, walked in, and I was like, who's in charge?'" And this really cute woman, it was like, she's like, "I'm the boss." I'm like, "I'm new," and I'm told her the whole story. And I was like, "Look, I was like, I just, I just need to meditate on my tunes. I just want to play my tunes because I need to fucking make some decisions." I was like, is there any chance I can just use your decks? And just like, in my headphones, I don't have to make any noise. And and, uh, mm-hmm. and she was like, oh, just help yourself up the stairs. And I'm like, oh, cool. I was like, oh, I'll be back in two minutes. And when I, got, I went down, got my got my records out of the safe, went back up. And when I walked in, there was a beer and a, a big plate of food. And I was just like, I just went, sat down and I went, I love you guys. I love you guys already. I'm like, I ate, my, ate the food and then I went up and I was just sitting fucking playing there. And about, like, about midnight, the, the bar shut. Mm-hmm. And all the staff come up the stairs, turn all the amplifiers on, and then, and then they invited all their pals. And I'd, I'd been like, I'd been like DJing for like, to, like just meditating on my tunes for like mm. ten hours. So I was like proper warmed up. I had like every, oh, everything was in order. Fuck I knew yeah. exactly what I was doing. And they went up at this fucking mad party, and they were just like, I had the place was jumping like. Uh-huh. And I know the groom went, we've got a Thursday night. Do you want it? And I'm like, I'll take it. And then that's when I phoned Pete and went, look, I've got a Thursday night. Do you want a fucking me and you do that and, and the, the guys are like, look you can eat here every day we'll fucking wow you can do you can you can have whatever you can have whatever beers you want like we like we we to- you take the door we'll take the bar we believe in you like, and they were just and that was it and then i phoned pete and pete came and then that's how me and pete started working together it was just like just all kind of fit in it fuck but they used to go they used to go like evil wobble like the, the last 10 minutes of wobble was just and the whole place just dirty techno it was like it was bouncing like it was oh, like, it was wow. so good like fucking madness Crazy. but it almost it almost killed me as well like i like i was taking I, drugs professionally like yeah i i was gonna say like uh that's some hardcore oh that's the, some hardcore we, we'd, scene we'd sleep on a wednesday like the wednesdays were for sleeping like oh my god and we used to, used to get up used to get up on a like We'd get up on a Thursday afternoon, mm-hmm. so you'd get in like Tuesday, like Wednesday morning, and you would just sleep all Wednesday right through till, and then we'd all go to the, the Indian takeaway across the road, mm-hmm. and we'd just eat as much as possible, mm-hmm. and just get just get food down in you, yeah. And then we'd go home and make coffee and put a, a, a gram of speed in each coffee, and that was the beginning of it. And then, and then we would I've drink. Never drunk speed. We would drink. We would drink the gram of speed in the coffee, and then. 45 minutes later, we'd start sorting out the tunes for the weekend, and then... Hold on, so you can drink speed? Like, you can put it in coffee, and yeah, that still fucking works? it's fucking horrible, and it's, I would not advise it to anybody. It's, like, it's okay. bad enough up your nose, it's, like, no. Yeah, up then, I find it's just so oh, brutal. it's dirty. Like, it's, it's just the dirtiest... Like, yeah. I always get sick when I take speed. And then we would take... And then we would, then we would have... And we'd start sorting the tunes, then we'd take half a pill each. 
Mm-hmm. And it wasn't to get high, it was just to get drugs in your system. <laughs> just to, so you, to build up a tolerance already. Yeah. We, and, and then we would go out and we would be DJing. We'd be DJing right through till Wobble on Sunday. And then, so we'd DJing at all like after parties and that, that was how you were, that's, that's how you were gathering all the people for the party on yeah, Sunday. Yeah. Then we'd run Wobble and it'd be fucking mental. Like, just so hold on, you, st- you started Wobble in Australia, in Melbourne. We started, we started in, in Melbourne. And yeah, it, and it, it, it became, really became Wobble in, in, in Auckland. Auckland was when we, because we knew what we were doing. We knew how to. Yeah. It was just recovery like, parties. I haven't been to like a recovery no, party. It's, I love that shit. But at the time, like, the, the music was, they were a year behind. Like it was mm-hmm. the music we had, like, I had the best tunes in, mm-hmm. at the time for a brief moment. And then it, it's all... We used to put we used to put white labels on all the records so no one could so no one could order them. No shit. Um, yeah. What's the? Uh, do you still DJ? No, no, not totally retired. Totally retired. Yeah, it's a different. It's all a different. It's a different world now. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not. It's now about producing. So the, the yeah. Absolutely. I just I was never really that good to be honest. Like you know, it, 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 I just was just in the right place at the right time yeah. and and I just with no fear of like I just didn't give a shit. Like yeah. I was like we were. But we used to do the wobble boat parties because we and Pete because we had all this money like we just had wads of fucking money, Gosh. and we were down we went down to the down to the harbour in Auckland and there was a there was this mini cruise line that said available for corporate hire and we were just like let's get like we yeah. were on board and I, the the guy gave us gave us an owner's number, Pete phones the owner sweet talks her she invites us to the house to meet us, okay. And so and ends up cooking us dinner and we were and we had just had a right laugh at her. She was lovely, a little older woman, and she just she just really liked us instantly. And she was like, Right, what do you want to do with my boat? And we were like, Well, it's a private party for friends and family. And she was like, Look, I'm gonna give you the boat. I do not want to know what happens, but please bring the boat back in one piece. And I'm like, Perfect, it's no problem at all. And then I head out so pizza and we just invited 130 people, private, like just mm-hmm. only our friends, like mm-hmm. 130 people on this mini cruise liner. And it have I'm I'm like setting up all the equipment, plugging everything in, and and, uh, and Pete's out sorting out all the t- uh, sorting, out, sorting out all the tickets, and the, the guy comes in with like six boxes of champagne, and I look at it and I just went, I said, "Excuse me, mate, is that all the champagne?" He's like, "Yep," and I'm like, "You're gonna need way more champagne." He's like, Pff. "He's like, in the history of this boat, we've never sold no. six cases of champagne." I'm like, "I am telling you right now, you're gonna need way more champagne." Yeah. Forty five minutes out of Auckland Harbour, they had to send the motorboat back for more champagne, and I was like, "I fucking told you!" Like I literally yeah. told you, and they were just like in madness, and it's like as soon as we like pulled out of harbour, everyone's just like. The police can't get us. Like we were just like on an island in the middle of fucking. Fuck it was fucking. Yes. Oh, it was, it was mad madness. Like it was insane. Oh my god! And we'd been hustling fireworks. Like we see, we, we used to use fireworks. We, we, yeah, there's completely <laughs> illegal fireworks. Not allowed like fireworks in, in No, the, not in Australia. No. And um, anyway, my my because we used to use the wobble membership cards as currency. So we'd go out for dinner and pay the staff in wobble membership cards. We'd literally pay the bill and membership. Like, like, wow. Can we give you five membership? Yep, cool. And, then, and the staff would cover our dinner and we would just give them all membership And cards. so people with the membership, people would just be able to get in as opposed to... Yep, they could get in. It was a bit... It was, it was a downfall of the whole thing was that was that people with the gold membership cards get in for free because we were using them as currency. Yeah. And then yeah, suddenly yeah. it was just all full of people with gold cards. All full of people with gold cards. But anyway, it was a good, it was a good laugh. So. Wow, that is a crazy... Fun. And, and we so, were, we and eventually, here. why did you leave NZ? Uh, my visa on it. So, ah, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. So it was, I'd, 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 I'd extend it, extend it, extend it, and then mm. they just get suspicious because... Yeah, yeah. I, and I had my friend, my friend lied for me and said that... He'd said to the... the uh, that we went to the visa office and he'd said that that my family had taken care of his brother when he was 
when he was at uni in, in Scotland and, okay. the, and the, the family were paying the favour so I was living there rent free and, okay. and they were feeding me and I wasn't a burden to them. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. after, you know, in a year and a half it's getting, it's getting it starts to get a bit suspicious. They're like, Absolutely. Start asking questions about why. And I was also really mentally, my mental health was, I, I was literally my, taking drugs all the time. It was just like, that was the that was really the peak like that was the yeah the golden era of like the party scene I think in oh, well, they yeah. say that the early nineties actually in Melbourne and Australia were really like the raves and everything but yeah. like yeah I I only started taking drugs I took my first drugs in two thousand and five yeah yeah um, that was the first time so like hold on two thousand and five yeah I finished high school in two thousand and four. Wow. So 2005, I, I, I took my first drug. So you were, yeah, you were you were living yeah. the drug life when I was in high school there. Oh, but like, when, I, when I got home, like, and I'd spent all this money on just, I had nothing to show. I was like, nothing to show for it at all. I'd spent hundreds of thousands of dollars. But memories. Oh, crazy memories. Great. And I, 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 I literally went and got a job in a building site to pour, pour in concrete just for some sort of normality. It was just oh, yeah, like, you, yeah needed, I, you really needed to settle. Like, just to, like, I was just, like, literally going in doing hard graft from 6 a.m., just, like, just trying to like come yeah. back to reality it was just like because it was yeah. just because it was for two for like two and a half years it was just madness like it was That's... just like when we thought we were rock stars you know I mean? like we were like yeah, we yeah. were gonna go to flight and maybe we were i feel like what's um i feel like my first year in berlin it was like i haven't moved to berlin to party and then boom like it yeah, was yeah. just like okay i'm partying all the time i got like well into my weed habit i didn't realize how yeah. i'd always blamed partners for why i smoked weed and yeah. then i was single in berlin it was like oh no i have a weed addiction yeah. for sure yeah, and there's there's worse things than weed so. absolutely but then it was like you know i lived with a woman who would i'd come home and there'd just be like coke on the kitchen table yeah. and we'd just oh, be yeah. well, coking up like a few nights a week and then it was like the parties as well and yeah. i was teaching english and it was like uh and, and then i and then i was managing a bar here that then became like two restaurants and at that point i realized i stopped taking drugs after a while. oh yeah i ended up in hospital that's why i stopped taking yeah. hard drugs but uh but still lots of alcohol lots of weed Lots of yeah. mushrooms. Ah, uh, yeah. That's, that's why I'm fat now. It's because I stopped taking some, stopped taking drugs. <laughs> <laughs> like I still into. I you reckon? But I'm alive. I'm alive. So I, like, I literally like. Life like, is good. Life is good. Oh, everyone's everyone, everyone's grand. I mean, I wouldn't go back. I'm got like I'm like that whole time. I'm glad I did it. But it was. Like, have, have you done like full sobriety ever? You have, haven't you? I remember we've, we've chatted bit, when yeah, you. Yeah, I, I think I did like three months no booze. I need, I need to, I need to have, I need to have, have a. It's because it's just like I constantly drinking alcohol, so it's like that's the thing. And I, like, I, we run a comedy club, so it's like it's so fucking. It's like, hard. I'll have like two or three beers there, and then on the way home, I'll get like two tins of Jack Daniels and Coke, and then it's like, and I'm just for the journey home, and then yeah. I'm at home, and I'll, oh, I'll get I'll get one more Jack for for uh, before bed, and then yeah. it's like it's just like what, why? why why totally like, why I'm trying like okay so twenty so twenty twenty I did my year of sobriety twenty twenty one I. I, like that summer I was going hard like it was just like yeah. everything that came my way I was like okay and then that did also flow into like this summer as well because a, a lot of my friend uh, one of my friends had a baby so he was sort of on this thing of like this is the last summer before I'm a father oh, so it was like we got a party and like every week at least at least once a week we were like 
ketamine, fucking yeah. well, mainly ketamine and coke, and and um, ah, Kevin's, and then ketamine's a lot of fun. Oh my god, right? And yeah, and then I sort of got more into acid this summer as well. Like just micro, like not full, fully dosing. So just like little bits, and I love that. And then, but now I'm like, I feel like the post pandemic, the like the whew, the blowout of post pandemic, then like trying to you know recalibrate. Yeah. Now I'm like, I only want to, I only want to drink like two nights a week. Yeah. And like have two and have it as like really just two nights a week and I can choose which ones, but the default should be no alcohol. Yeah. You know, that's what I that's what I want. Yeah. Um, but it's it's hard. It's really hard. It's um Yeah. I don't know. I like a beer. <laughs> I, mean, it's like, I love it's like, a beer, it's right? Tough to fucking... It's I love a beer, but it's like yeah. I, I, I went on the alcohol free beers for, for a while. But... Yeah, I hate someone recently was like, you know alcohol free beer is like worse for your body in terms of like calories than an alcohol you should just drink alcohol i was like you should not tell me that like (laughs) like i'm really trying to do a good thing for myself here and you're making me not want to do it but i'm seeing like i i now i i just got a boyfriend um which is hilarious and uh he doesn't drink and he doesn't really like he's tried he's he's tried (laughs) a drug or two but like he doesn't drink and uh and I, I love it. Like, I need that. Like, I need yeah, someone yeah. in my life that's not. Because otherwise, I can just, you know. I, oh, can, just... By my, I can drink by myself. Like, you know, and it's like I'm not even bothered about being in company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me, me too. I can easily drink by myself. The only thing I have to be a bit careful of is, like, because I don't drink with him, then I'll, I'll have a night where, we're like, we don't see each other. And I'll be like, I want to get shit-faced. Yeah. <laughs> because, <laughs> because I can. Um, so it's just so long as it doesn't create that, like, um, sort of, like, reactionary uh yeah excessive uh consumption that's fine um all right how should we wrap this up um absolutely no idea to be honest i do i i think the story um so you uh recently it's not the first time you recently got mugged oh yeah i got mugged yeah this this is great this yeah. was great. <laughs> I, 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 no, it was interesting. It was interesting. It was like, yeah. But this happened a few years ago as well, right? I got mugged once coming back from uh, from Dave Adams' show. And it was like during the pandemic, which was during lockdown. That's, that's right. I just walked past Gorlitz Park and this guy was just being too close to me and he went from my pocket and I was like, mm-hmm. fuck you. And, mm-hmm. then, uh, and then two guys like came diagonally and I thought they were coming to help me and the guys just like fucking swept my feet away. Fuck. But stupidly, they, they, I landed on my phone and wallet so that I was like, so I was literally, they literally, they, they couldn't, couldn't get it because I was like, they couldn't lift me up. So I was like, I'm f- fat. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, fuck you. And then they arranged this scarf on that. I was like, you shouting down all your fucking amateurs. <laughs> yeah, fuck them. But yeah, no, no, last Wednesday I got jumped in Nike and like forced by 14 children. 14 children. How old were the children? Do you About, think? I don't know, like 15, 16, 17. They were like, can I just like, and like I, I was just walking home from the pub and, and uh, what street were you on? On Hobbrickstrasse, I was like, I'm literally, I was, Hobbrick li- Strasse, I was okay. literally, I was like, in between my pub and my home when I live on Hobbrickstrasse. Yeah. And they, and they kind of, they came across the road and they came round both sides of the car that I was just passing and I was just like, I was just overwhelmed, immediately overwhelmed. The first guy kicked me in the chest. What that, the fuck? Like, he did like cry, kicked me in the chest up there and that's what kind of put me down. And then they all started punching me. And they, and, they, and they punched me like, a, and, and I was on the ground. I was robbed. They, they had my money, and they kept kicking me. I was like, it was really about. Vi- it was like it was a violent attack. Oh, it was like it was proper. It was like my nose was all. But I thought I'd broken my nose, and I was just covered in blood. And, and it, it, they were kick, kicking me in the base of the spine, so my back's been really sore. Oh fuck! Oh, right, so it was full on, like full on. It was the most violent I've seen in Berlin, and I've been here sixteen years, and I'm like, it's it's the 
biggest bit of violence I've ever seen. It was and just, you were in the middle of it, and it receiving was, it. But the weird fuck. thing is, it's like because one of the like it was there was girls and guys kicking uh, punching me and I'm like that's and my, the final thought as I was dropping to the ground was was why is there a cute girl punching me like it was just like <laughs> I was, like it was just like oh she's quite cute that's as I was dropping to the ground and it was just like that just stuck in my head I was just like it's fucking weird that a cute girl was punching me in the head yeah like, weird. but what the fuck they just wanted to attack they were just yeah they were just I don't know I was just there so they were just, were just but they literally came to attack me it was like there was no conversation it was just immediate violence it was like it's so fucked up. It's so scary. And then, but then, and then, and then, so they scarper, and I went, I went back to the pub, all covered in blood, and I was just like, my pals were just like, what the fuck? And they, my friend phoned the police, and then, uh, and then the police came, and then they breathalyzed me, and the, and the police went, we're, we're sorry, you're drunk, you're not a reliable witness, and I was like, I'm like, what? I'm covered in blood, I'm like, what the fuck? I was just like, it's got me being drunk has got nothing to do with it. I was just peacefully walking home, minding my own business, and that doesn't take away my ability to report a crime. What yeah, the and fuck? I'm, they were just saying, you've, you're you're drunk, you're not a reliable witness. I'm like, I'm like, I'm, like, I'm pretty sure you're you're not allowed to even breathalyze me. I'm like, this is like you can't. That's so fucked up. And then it still took me to the police station, and like I was just like. But we really didn't ask me what my wallet looked like. I was just like, they asked me what was in the wallet, but they didn't ask me to describe the wallet. Was it? Which I was, thought was strange. Yeah. And I think it was just a kind of that's fucked up. Well, uh, yeah. And then, and then, uh, two hours later, and they were more interested about my friend and our relationship. My friend's just like because she came because she speaks German. So. Yeah. Or she's fluent German. Yeah. I don't know, it was all weird. And then we went to the pub again. Yeah. <laughs> what a fucking shitty situation. Yeah. But it was like, yeah, it was full on. And I'm like, my, back, my back's been quite sore, but. Oh, anyway. God. And did you oh, lose whatever. a lot of money or? No, it was like 20 euros. And oh, I, thank and God. I, and I'd just come from the pub. I had no money in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> I'd already spent that money. <laughs> a few more than 47 cents, but. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Well, I'm, anyway, glad, whatever. I'm, I'm glad you're okay. Yeah, um, but, but I, I was actually quite glad it was me and not one of my other pals because it was like quite yeah, violent. Yeah. And it's, but it's not for me, it's not, I've seen violence before, you know, it's not gonna, it's not gonna, it's not gonna, I'm not gonna not walk down my street, you know what I mean? No, I'm like, no, it's no. like, but like, anyway, it's just like, that's fucking hard. I've got a quite a hard head. I've been, I've been punched in the head before. So it's like, it was like, a, but like, what the fuck, man? Like, yeah, no, but it was full on. It was like full on mad. Anyway, that's it. Uh, fuck. Well, I'm really glad you're okay. I'm so yep. glad that you were here and able to do the podcast. It has been so good. Um, do you want to plug anything? What would you like to plug if anyone listens? Oh, no, no. Cosmic Comedy, Berlin Chili Fest, whatever. Yeah, Berlin Chili Fest. Put Neil Numb into Google, that's, you know, it's like, the, it's all there. If, 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 if people don't know about what we're doing, then I'm really not doing my job properly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I'm everyone I'm pretty knows. sure I've got the promotion covered like that. Yeah, yeah, fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. It's a it's an inspiration and it was very cool talking. Um Absolutely. Yeah, all right. Well, that has been Adults Only Comedy Berlin. Thank you so much and uh yeah, goodbye. See you next time. See you later.